WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here, coming to you with another episode here. And guys, obviously, we're not even a week out from the 2021 Indianapolis Colts season coming to an end, but we, we wanted to give our initial thoughts here on some positions that we feel like are the biggest needs for this team. Now, obviously, as free agency, as the draft approach here in a couple months, we're going to go back to this video, maybe update it a little bit, kind of give our thoughts right before then, you know, getting a little bit more depth then. But we just want to give our initial thoughts here on some positions of need. So here's kind of how it's going to work. I'll start with the first position. We'll start on offense. We'll go all the way through the positions we believe the Colts need to address on offense. Then we'll go to defense and then special teams if need be. I don't think we're going to need to do anything with special teams, but you know what I mean. So we'll go offense and defense. I'll start here, Derek, with the first need on offense. I think you got to go probably the biggest position of need. If not, you know, it's going to be a debate, but I honestly think wide receiver is a position that we really need to address. The Colts really need to address this offseason because, man, outside of Michael Pittman this last year, wide receiver was probably the least productive group out of any group on this offense. I mean, honestly, including the quarterback, including tight end, including some other positions that we'll look at here. Give me your thoughts on wide receiver and, and, and what you think the Colts need to do this offseason to address it and how much they need to address it as well. Well, yeah, uh, it's certainly been a talk amongst Colts Nation on what exactly you need to do with the wide receiver group. I think almost everyone agrees that the Colts need to do something in terms of fixing that wide receiver group. Just how to go about it is going to be the big question here. And, you know, I mean, I just am one of those people that do not does not believe that a top wide receiver is going to fall to the uh, 48th pick in the draft this year. Uh, you know, we talked about guys like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, David Bell. I'm pretty positive that both, all three of those guys are going to be gone before that pick even gets there. Um, there's no way we get Olave or Wilson, but David Bell would be the best bet. But Bell, I think, is still going to get picked up before the end of that first round. I'm quite positive of it. You know, I just think that it's time that, you know, Ballard goes and makes that big splash play. I know some people say that's usually not the right way to go about things, but you know, yeah, you have to make the move. It, it can't, it can't be stagnant. You know, you have to get a guy that's going to make this team better and who that is. I don't know, but uh, you know, it, it's certainly probably the biggest need for the Colts right now. I mean, whatever quarterback they bring in right now, unless it's Aaron Rodgers, there's not a quarterback in this league that's going to, you know, be able to continuously uh, make this, you know, wide receiver group look a lot, lot better than what it did without some serious freaking help. Yeah, I have, I guess I have three thoughts on that. First off, 
you know, we a lot of people like to talk about, well, Andrew Luck did it, Peyton Manning did it. Let's be honest, folks. Whether it's Carson Wentz, whether it's not Carson Wentz this next season, they're not going to be Andrew Luck. They're not going to be Peyton Manning. I mean, those guys are generational players, right? So, I mean, I think we need to just put that narrative to bed a little bit and realize kind of where the Colts are. They're not in a great situation quarterback, but, you know, they still have a quarterback that I think can be competent with some weapons. You know, he's shown in the past, at least, maybe he's not going to be great. He's not maybe not going to be your franchise, but with Carson Wentz, he showed some things last year. I know he had a rough end of the season the last, you know, three, four game, five game stretch, but yeah, he still can provide some stuff. Also, um, talking about, you know, going after a wide receiver. I know the Colts really haven't done this a whole lot. They've more stuck to the draft route, but we talked about it on the episode the other day, Derek, like, you know, you have now your core amount of guys, right? You've drafted, you have multiple on multiple drafts now where you can say, we have our core intact. And, you know, that's kind of what Ballard said, you know, when, when we asked about free agency, he said, we'll dip in when we need. Well, I think now you need, because you've tried the draft route. You've gotten a guy that is talented in Paris Campbell, but, you know, just can't stay healthy. You just can't rely on him for 17 games. And then you have Michael Pittman, who right now is fringe 2-1 territory right now for the Colts. So I definitely think, yeah, that's definitely an option. I think they definitely need to look. And you look at the free agent crop, man, it's going to be a really good one again. It's going to be a really good one in terms of, you know, just the, the talent pool, essentially, of the wide receiver room, right? Some of those guys, there's going to be top guys to get paid a lot of money. Maybe the Colts are in on some of those guys. But there are also some really nice other pieces that maybe won't get paid quite as much as some of those top guys. And then my third thought was you talked about the draft. Honestly, Derek, this wide receiver draft kind of reminds me in certain ways to that 2020 draft that the Colts had, right? You know, where they Pittman fell all the way to the second round. Any other year, he would have been a first-round pick easily. So maybe that is conceivable where, you know, there's such a deep draft that some of those top guys are off the board, but you still get a really talented receiver there in that second round. I mean, personally, I'd probably like to double-dip, you know, essentially go get a free agent and then go get another guy in the draft because you're right. Outside of Pittman, who else do you have that you really feel confident in to help Carson Wentz or whoever the quarterback is? So. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Did you have any thoughts on any of my points there before we move on? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's almost a thing where I'm o- almost okay with double dipping. I mean, you know, when you're talking about who you're going to have rounding out the rest of the roster, you don't really have any definitive number three option at this point unless you're wanting to go with somebody that's not proven himself. You know, I mean, yeah. Zach Pascal is one of them. But, you know, Zach Pascal this season just showed you he really just can't uh, he really doesn't fit the mold of what's going to help Carson Wentz get this passing offense going. And Paris, we're still the jury's still out on Paris. So you know, it's like okay, oh, fine. You get Michael Pittman, you get another stud wide receiver in free agency. You draft a guy in the draft that you know can come in and play right away. So there's your three guys. Okay, so you got Paris Campbell. There's your fourth. You know, you round it out with a guy like Ashton Doolin or Desmond Patman or Mike Strong. You know, you're in the same situation as you were just this last year, but ultimately with depth-wise, but now you feel confident that you have a couple more guys out there that can go out and make those plays every single Sunday, and that would mean the difference. Yeah, absolutely. The, the problem to me wasn't depth. It was just the top-end talent outside of Michael Pittman. You know, yep. And that's what the Colts need to do, I think, for sure, to, to just help, first off, take the pressure off of Pittman and also just give 
Wentz more options or whoever. I'm assuming it's going to be Wentz. I keep saying Wentz, but I, th- I think it's going to be Wentz this next year. Whoever the quarterback is, you know, whether it's Wentz and you move on, um, he has a, you know, you move on after this next year um, or whatever happens, I guess, your quarterback still is going to need weapons regardless. So I think, yeah. yeah, you definitely just need to give that quarterback. I mean, you look at Joe Burrow, man. He has three really, really good wide receivers, you yeah. know, and and I'm not comparing Wentz to Burrow at all, but you know what I mean? Like some of yeah, these top totally. offenses. He has, he's always yeah. had guys. You know, yeah, I mean, he has guys. So he has those lines guys. have never been great. You know, yeah. Andrew Luck's kind of been the, had that same thing where, you know, offensive lines were never really great for Andrew Luck, but, you know, still just the, the ability to make those throws. And then you had, I mean, that was back when, you know, T.Y. was a legit top 10 wide receiver at times. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, he did have those moments, you know, I mean, Andrew Luck just made those throws, but he also had a couple guys to be able to throw to, but Joe Burrow, you're right, is having that situation where he feels confident. I mean, he even said it himself, you know, like just F it, Jamar Chase is down there somewhere, just throw <laughs> the football and let him go yeah. get it. You know, yeah. like it, it's, it's, it's a confidence booster to have a wide receiver like that, where you just say, well, he's going to get it. I just got to throw it. So you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, Pittman is growing into that role. He's not quite there yet, but you know, to have a, a guy like that that you can feel that kind of confidence in is is would be a huge boost to whatever quarterback you have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that's definitely something you just have to address. And I guess that leads into the other position here, talking about some weapons for Carson Wentz. What might that be, Derek? Yeah, I mean, you got to go, you got to dip into the tight end market here. We there's uncertainty about Jack Doyle and his future either way, and you know, I hate to really say this because, you know, you and I both love Jack Doyle. I think it's just getting to a point where if you are going to bring him back, you need to bring him back on a very team-friendly deal cuz he's not he's not providing that kind of offensive firepower that you're looking for in your tight end and you know, we talked about Molly Cox. We mentioned him in the video the other day. He's been kind of a disappointment this year uh, towards the end of the year in means production. And, you know, Kylan Granson, you know, you just drafted him. He's more of the prospect kind. You know, you're not, you're not 100% sure yet on what uh, he's going to provide. You know, he had a couple of plays this year, but not a whole lot. You know, so you're, you're thinking of who – in the tight end market, in the free agency market, can you go and get, you know, I mean, everyone's been talking about uh, Zach Ertz, you know, if he doesn't decide to resign with Arizona and, you know, there's a couple other guys I'm sure that could be uh, that some small trades could be made for, Um, you know, there's just not a whole giant tight end market, but I'm sure there's a couple of guys out there that, you know, could still open this tight end group up a lot more than what we currently have on the roster from a receiving uh, end standpoint of things. Yeah, Mike Gusecki is a guy that I'm really hoping hits the open market because I think he could be a really big help for this Colts offense. That's kind of the guy that I'm secretly hoping at tight end the Colts look at and and potentially bring in because I think he has a lot of upside for sure. But you're right, there are other guys in other ways to potentially address this. I think we're both kind of in the same camp where we're kind of like, don't go to the draft, go free agency route or trade route and try to get a guy there more of a proven guy. Cause you already drafted Granson. You mentioned, you know, in the video the other day, you already drafted Granson. So you've already invested some capital into him, into that position. So yeah, I would certainly say, uh, go the free, go free agency, bring in an outside guy that's played a little bit in the league. You know, I'm totally yeah. fine with that. 
that can also provide a lot more upside in terms of receiving as well. So yeah, for sure. All right. Um, the other one, <laughs> a big one as well, left tackle. We got to mention left tackle. I mean, you talked about Eric Fisher. We, we blasted Eric Fisher all year, man, how bad he was. And so the Colts are going to have another offseason of trying to figure out left tackle, you know, kind of in limbo with left tackle. Like, what is the solution there? Um, you know, there's guys like Teron Arm- Armstead who is going to get a probably a pretty big deal. And, you know, there's a few other guys as well. But this position, I think, is a little bit more like up in the air. Like, how in the world are you going to address this position? You know, do you do it internally? That being maybe move Quentin Nelson to left tackle and maybe have another guy like Chris Reed at left guard or you know, do you go trade for a guy? And, and I don't know what's going to – you already have invested so much in your offensive line from a financial standpoint and a draft standpoint. Like, there's a lot of questions here on how in the world the Colts are going to look to address left tackle. In your opinion, how do you think they should go about it? I, I really don't know because, you know, I, I'm bouncing back several different ways. My – My initial instinct when I think about this scenario is I'd absolutely love to move Quentin Nelson to the left tackle spot and put Chris Reed at the left guard spot, putting the two best offensive linemen out there. And then you would not have to invest in another offensive lineman and investing time and money into a potential uh, prospect. Again, Quentin Nelson could be really good at left tackle, but needless to say, Folks, we don't have a good we don't have a good uh, perception of that because we haven't really seen him have substantial time at left tackle. I know he's an exceptional uh, he's an exceptional lineman, but you know left tackle is a much different spot than the left guard spot, and you're going to be going up against a bunch of guys that are better than what Quentin Nelson's had to go with. Now, granted, Quentin Nelson's practically dominated almost anyone he steps in front of, besides. Uh, the great Aaron Donald but outside of that there's you know there's gonna be guys that you have to face every single year that are just so good on that side you know I mean this next season Colts are gonna have to face TJ Watt again and TJ Watt's just coming off of one of the greatest sack performances that we've ever seen you know so it's one of those things where it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting and who knows if Quentin even wants to play left tackle you know I mean they, they the Colts can't just make him they can't just make him uh, play a different position that he doesn't want to play in. And, you know, I mean, anyone says, oh, just do it for the team. Well, you know, obviously you never understood how football works. But either way, it's going to be interesting. You know, there's no way they splash with uh, with Armstead. There's no way. I mean, Armstead's going to get a good deal, and that's not going to be a deal that Indianapolis can match. They just can't. Not with not with as much money as you've invested in the offensive line, unless you trade away one of your offensive linemen to be able to free up money to be able to do that. So that's not going to happen. I haven't even quite looked at all the left tackles that are available at the moment. I'll certainly uh, be sure to keep looking into that as it goes along. But yeah, it'll be very interesting because, you know, left tackle, there was a much broader left tackle market last year and the Colts, you know, waited to go and get Fisher, and obviously that didn't work out. Uh, you just hope maybe this time they're a little bit more aggressive in their approach and how they handle that situation. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
the excitement of when Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, it sucks that you don't have a first-round pick because you thought maybe that could be where you address left tackle. You know, you had a chance last year to potentially do that. You elected to go quitty pay instead, which, you know, we're fine with now. But, you know, you just look at it back then and you're like, ah. You know, we could add a left tackle there, you know, but obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. You mentioned that already. But yeah, I mean, regardless of how you do it, you just need better play out of that left tackle position. I mean, that, that's simply put, you just you can't have how Eric Fisher was last year. You just can't. Like, if you want your quarterback to feel comfortable in the pocket, you know, you that can't happen. It just absolutely cannot happen. I know Eric Fisher was good in the run game, but like you said, Derek, like if you can't pass protect, I don't care if you're the best offensive lineman in terms of, of running the football, like you need to protect your franchise quarterback. You, you just yeah. have to. So, yeah, this is one of those ones where I'm not entirely sure the route the Colts are going to go for this one. We'll see exactly what that entails. So many different possible solutions for this one, but regardless, it needs to get fixed and it needs to be upgraded. So we'll see what that looks like. All right. Uh, and the last one here on the offense, Derek, what would that be? Man, and it is funny because we're talking about practically everywhere on the offense except for the running back, and that's kind of a concern. But um, yeah, you, you, you're going to talk about the quarterback, right? Because that's what everyone is talking about right now. Now, of course, everyone is taking the lack of Reich saying any words about Carson Wentz as a non-committal. Obviously, Frank Reich has not mentioned that. He actually even said that he believes that Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts coming in 2022. But of course, he never, it, it's different from what he addressed the media at this time last year when Phillip Rivers was the quarterback of the Colts, saying that he wants Phillip Rivers to be back and he hopes he's going to be back because he's excited about what Phillip Rivers brought to the team. Obviously, like I mentioned in the video a few days ago, saying how this is a completely different scenario from how they ended the season in 2021 versus how they ended it in 2020. Uh, it's a completely different scenario, a couple different emotions going on. And the way those games ended, of course, leaves you with sour taste in your mouth. So, of course, Frank Reich is not going to commit to anything at the moment. But I think... The indie media and indie fans in general are taking this way too out of proportion. I think that they're trying to take a narrative that just isn't there because everyone's saying, oh, changes are coming. Changes are coming. Yeah, but you don't know what those changes are. We don't know what those changes are. So and the most likely scenario is that Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback for the Colts in 2022. But... There is always the possibility, Cody, because there's it's the NFL. Anything can happen. Is there a way somehow that you make a trade and you get somebody 
for Carson Wentz or you get rid of that contract somehow. I know the two biggest names that everyone's been talking about, and that has been Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I don't think is coming to Indy because uh, I think that in my honest opinion, I, I think if if the Browns are making moves at quarterback, I think Russell Wilson actually goes to the Browns, believe it or not. But either way, I, I, I he could potentially come because, you know, Pete Carroll's gone there. The, the Seahawks franchise is, is done at this point. Uh, they're probably going to go into overhaul at this point. So they might just, they might get rid of Russell Wilson. But, you know, if you, <laughs> I would just say this. We talked about Aaron Rodgers a lot at this time last year, and you know we we got excited about the opportunity of it because that had a lot of steam to it early on. And dude, getting the combo of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, while it ninety nine point nine percent sure is not going to happen, just to think about that potentially happening, that package duo coming to Indy, that makes you instant Super Bowl contenders right there and then. Getting Aaron Rodgers and then getting possibly the best wide receiver in the NFL and Devontae Adams to go along with it. I mean, that that would be very, very fun. Because, you know, I think Devontae actually wants to go wherever Aaron Rodgers goes. We'll see how the Packers season ends. If it ends with them winning a Super Bowl, then I doubt that Rodgers ever considers leaving. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, there's just a lot of uncertainty. And that's going to – it's going to stay that way for about three more months, which kind of sucks because now we're going to be in a loophole of just hearing constant wonders of is Wentz going to be the quarterback or is he not? Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For sure. And that that's going to be frustrating. You know, it's going to be just so much debate back and forth. And, you know, we're not going to have answers for a while, like you said, and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think unless you pull like something crazy like that, I think you're at least stuck with Wentz for another year, you know, because, you know, there's the whole idea of like, first off, if you release him this year, you have a big cap hit, right? A lot of dead money that you're going to have. But if you wait another year and then Carson doesn't do what you want him to, you can release him the next year and not have any dead money. And also, you know, like the fact of like, who are you going to replace him with this year without a first round pick, you know? 
You, you know, you don't really want to trade more draft capital to go get a guy. And you look at the free agent market, and there's not really hardly anybody of note that would be really an upgrade from Carson Wentz, like, at all. So, yeah, I think you're kind of stuck with him for another year at least, and uh, you can evaluate after you upgrade. You know, because ultimately, if you get rid of the quarterback, then you have another, you know, question, another hole you have to finish with no possible solution there. So do you want to put yourself in a situation where you're essentially trying to replace quarterback, left tackle, wide receiver, and tight end? You know, that's a lot to try to do in one off season. So I think the Colts will kind of do it in waves and kind of evaluate as they go. Because I think this was, when you did trade for Carson, it was a multi-year kind of thing. They were committing to at least two years with Carson, see how it went, and then evaluate from there. So I kind of think that's the move personally is you just stick with Carson for one more year. Obviously, you demand more of him, um, and I think you should. You should hold him accountable. If he can't rise to the occasion again next year with an improved roster on the offense, then you move on and you go maybe address it in the draft the next year, or maybe there's some free agents available. I'm not entirely sure what that would look like, but maybe then you make a trade up, you know, and go get one of those top quarterbacks. You know, that's long in the future, but I kind of think, yeah, that's kind of the move right now with the quarterback. Love it or hate it, I think you're kind of stuck with him for another year. All right, let's move on to the defense now. And I'll talk about the edge rush because this is still a problem. You know, it's been a problem really ever since Ballard has been here. It continues to be a problem. The Colts don't have consistent edge rush still to this day. You know, they went and addressed it in the draft. And I thought those guys had moments last year, Quiddy and Dio. Obviously, Dio coming off that injury. I'm interested to see him with a full offseason and a full, you know, year in, in year number two and also to see how Quiddy improves. But I still personally think you need to go address it somehow because you still don't have a proven pass rush, you know, especially letting Autry go this last offseason. You don't have, really have anybody that's a legit threat right now. Yep, 100%. I mean, you know, you and I talked about it a ton that, you know, Houston and Autry combined for more sacks uh, this last year than, you know, a lot of the Colts defense aligned did. So, you know, it, it goes to show you that, you know, Ballard, I mean, this is probably the one group right here where Ballard has completely botched almost completely in all of his position groups that where he drafts, you know, I mean, this is, we have yet to find one guy that has been solidified as a future uh, edge rusher for us. You know, and who knows if Dio and Quiddy are going to end up being that. They showed promises at times, but, you know, they're still young. And, you know, I, I thought that that was a, thought that was a bad move, you know, for Ballard this offseason, this last offseason where he went, you know, he just went younger. And, you know, it might help in the long run of things. But in the short term, you had to expect that, you know, this defense was going to see a drop in effective pass rush and everything else. So, you know, it, it was, it's, you know, we're still trying to find an, an answer to that. I don't think you have to go and get a, a stud, but you definitely need to find somebody in that edge rush department that's a veteran that can still go and get after the quarterback and teach these young guys how, to, how things are done. Because, you know, that was Autry's position and Autry unfortunately felt disrespected in the way that negotiations went down. And, you know, you hope that you can find somebody like that. Because I still have confidence in Dio and Quiddy going forward, but it might be another year or two before we finally start seeing the full effect of Quiddy Pay and Dio Adangbo. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that sucks that they let Autry go. I still am still frustrated that they did I'm that. I'm frustrated but, at that one. Yeah, I was yeah. mad at that one. Yeah, how everything went down. Yeah, but we'll have to move on. We'll have to figure out another way to replace him. But yep. yeah, um, we talked about edge rush. We have two other positions here on defense. The next one being corner. Now, this is the position that I think when I came into the season, I was really concerned about. Now, after the season, I'm not as concerned about because you still have three guys you feel pretty confident that are your future at corner, and Isaiah Rogers and Rocky Sin and in Kenny Moore. But Xavier Rhodes is most likely going to be gone. So you do need to add another player at least, I think, at the corner position. Um, how do you think the Colts potentially address this position? Yeah, um, I was talking about it a bunch with Colts fans on Twitter uh, today that, you know, I, it was funny because I think you and I, going into the season, we said, what's the one group that we're the most concerned about? And it was corner group. I mean, we were the most concerned about that because, you know, even though there was Xavier Rhodes, you know, Kenny Moore didn't have a great 2020 when it came to overall coverage. You know, Rock was was struggling. And you didn't know if Isaiah Rogers was going to pan out the way he did. You know, you were like, man, we're, we're concerned. You know, we're, we're a little concerned here about the future of this group. And now I can confidently say that amongst all the, the needs of this team, it's like the fifth or maybe even the sixth most important uh, group in here that I'm concerned about. And that's that's crazy to see it jump the way it did. But you're right. the the, the, the Secondary depth is definitely going to need to be improved. TJ Carey was hurt a lot this year, wasn't really reliable. Xavier Rhodes was the same way. And, you know, you're going to have – you have those young guys in the front that are good, but you definitely need to uh, dip back into the corner market, whether that be uh, in the second or third round. You know, say you find that really stud corner in the second or third round that you really think they should address – um, I wouldn't even say they'd do it in the second round, but third, fourth round corner that you think has the athletic traits that you look for. And then, you know, you you need to find you need to find another veteran corner as well to kind of help with this group. Cause I mean, Xavier Rhodes, again, no disrespect to Xavier Rhodes. I just think he took just such a ginormous step back from where he was in 2020 to 2021 that, you know, I just don't know. But even then, that kind of makes me think that the Colts won't want to let him go if he's going to want to be – if he's okay with being on a team-friendly deal. But even then, I mean, I don't know if I'd want him as a depth piece or not. No, probably not. I'm, I'm personally okay with moving on from him, yeah. I, I think, yeah, definitely have to go get another veteran. You know, whether or not he's a starter for you, you know, when, you, know you have three guys, but your depth isn't necessarily great right now, so – yeah, I think you have to go address it some way because we saw when Rock went down, you know, I don't even know who it was at the other corner um, with Xavier Rhodes down. As it, was, well. uh, it was Chesley. Yeah, and then yeah, Chesley. You, know, you don't want and him as Chesley your, was getting destroyed all, all yeah. game. So. Yeah, you don't want him as your other corner. So, yeah, I think you got to address that at least with one free agent and then maybe a draft pick as well. You just got to continue to add to that group. I think I personally think you address corner um, every year, at least get one or two players every year from corner. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a group. And, yeah, I, I think you're right. Out of all the positions we've talked about so far, this is the one I'm least concerned with. It's more just adding depth on top of it. Um, but also the safety depth. That's the last one we'll talk about here, Derek. Uh, obviously, Julian Blackman out, was out for the year. That sucked. He got injured. 
And, uh, you know, the Colts were searching all year to try to figure out his replacement option. They ended up, I think it was George Odom that ended up being, you know, the guy at the end of the year. But, yeah, I think there still is some concern, you know, with Julian Blackman coming off that injury. You know, what if he gets injured again? You know, there always is that question. You know, what are you going to do at the at your backup safety positions? You know, because you don't want an Andrew Sandejo. I'm sorry, but you don't want him starting for you if one of these guys goes down. So how do you think the Colts need to address this position? Well, obviously your first instinct is to try to resign George Odom. I don't know if he's going to want to try to test the market again. Obviously in 2020, he had a really bad season with the limited snaps he got at safety. And that really like didn't get anyone interested in him at all, really playing safety. And that's why, you know, despite him being very upset with doing it, didn't want to really sign his tender, but he did anyway. And, you know, this season kind of showed you kind of showed the NFL, anyone that's looking at tape, you know, George Odom, he may not be a starting caliber guy, but you know, in some places you might do that. And, you know, as good as he is on special teams, you know, you can use him in a couple different areas. I mean, he had a couple really good games this year and, he stepped in pretty well for given the circumstances around Julian Blackman. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, whether or not he even has a market. And we'll see as that goes along. But yeah, you've got to try and find somebody. It, it really does amaze me just how bad the Colts botched the safety group in depth going uh, into this year. I mean, you know, they didn't, they didn't sign Marvell tell felt like that could have been very important for cornerback as well. And then who was it that Andre Shikari? Yep. Shikari. Yep. Shikari that, you know, we, that him and obviously his girl were both very animated and very upset with how the Colts did that uh, news. Uh, Apparently he was, heading out to the training camp field and got told that he was cut. So yeah, it was again, another, another very uncharacteristic way of how the Colts do did business, which is weird, but obviously that was a very big missed opportunity there. Colts could have really kept used him on the roster uh, for a lot of this year. I mean, even if he was a strong safety or free safety, didn't matter. I mean, there was plenty of opportunity in that safety room uh, this year for Shikari there. But, you know, I mean, that's one spot. You know, you, you feel confident in the two guys that you have to start the year. But, yeah, I mean, Ballard's, Ballard's going to have to do a lot better at the safety depth this year than how he handled it last offseason. Yeah, I don't know what happened last offseason. I just felt like there was multiple moments where Ballard just kind of screwed it up, you know? Like, we love Ballard, but, like, he screwed it up a lot this offseason compared to what he normally does, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Like, it was like, this is not what he typically does. He typically makes moves that make sense, but he had a couple that just really didn't make a whole lot of sense. So, hopefully, you know, those don't happen this next offseason as well. So, yeah. Um. Okay, last thing here I want to ask you, where would you rank out of all these positions? How would you rank them from importance of need from you know least important all the way to the most important? All right, I'll go uh, wide receiver, left tackle, uh, tight end would go 
just in the sense that you need to know, understand who your quarterback is, whether that be Wentz or somebody else, uh, quarterback, edge rush, safety depth, and then corner depth. That's for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely think – I think, man. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'll kind of go honest with you. I think I'd probably go tight end over left tackle in importance, to be honest with you. Really? I would go the opposite. Because I, know, because I feel like if, if the Colts didn't make any move on it at all, if they made no move on it at all, then if that's their, their ultimatum is to make big Q at left tackle or hell, if they're going to do Matt Pryor at left tackle, then I would think that that – that in and of itself is serviceable enough, in my opinion, to still handle the load at the left tackle spot. Cause I feel like they still have options, even if they choose not to make another option at tight end, you don't have a choice. You have to address that this off season or your tight end group is going to continue to look mediocre. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely go wide receiver i just think you got to figure out who your left tackle is so i'm gonna say left tackle because i think it's that important um but i see what you're saying as well uh tight end definitely edge rush quarterback in the sense of i feel like you have an option at quarterback as well um and then talking about i personally think corner depth and then safety depth in my opinion because you already have odom you know what i mean and you don't really have anybody outside of your three corners so that's kind of my opinion gotcha All right, well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Uh, Let us know if there's any positions here that we missed or how you feel about these position groups and their importance and who you think the Colts should uh, target, who you think they should keep, all these sorts of things. Like we said, this is kind of just a quick estimate here on things, and we're going to break this down as the offseason goes on. Obviously, emotions are still fresh, and obviously – we got a long off season still left to go and free agency isn't for another two months. So, you know, I mean, it's going to be a long, long off season. Uh, Last off season, you know, started off really entertaining for the Colts because they were tied to practically every single person that was ever on the free agent market. So, you know, we certainly hope that uh, for content wise, we certainly hope that there are a bunch of people whose uh, names get tagged into it. But either way, the more videos come in for you guys, uh, be sure of that. Thank you all again so much for the continued support. And as always, go Colts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.